letters right now. But he says that they're playing and he's like, should I put the game on? And I was like, oh man, like, I don't know. And I, I checked the score on my phone just to see. And it's four to two senators. That's the score. It's four to two. And I'm like, yeah, wow, all right. They're, that's it. That's impressive. They're beating Colorado. They're beating Colorado Avalanche four to two. You know what, Declan? Throw the game on. Throw it on the TV. Let's see what let's see what happens. And so all of my friends, some of them are casual fans, but they know that I'm kind of like a different level of that. Like I take it far You're too seriously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm watching the game and they are just like I'm surrounded by all of my friends, like all these people, and they are just watching me like get like sadder and sadder as I watch what goes on in this game. They're like laughing. They're like, oh my God, like Adam, like, and like my buddy, like Alex comes over. He's like, dude, like just go like, he's a big sense fan, Alex. So he knows he's like, just step away. Don't watch it. It's going to be bad. And Declan's like, Adam, like think of your health. Don't do it. And as soon when, when, Man. and I watched all like when McKinnon scored the empty netter, I forcibly removed myself from the TV and the, I was distraught the rest of the night. I was so distraught because when I was in Arizona, so for those who don't know, I watched the, I was, my dad and I went to watch the Senators play in Vegas and Arizona the last couple of games. And if you know anything about those two games, you would not want to be present for either of them as a Senators fan in any way, shape or form. But we were there. And after that Arizona game, I sat in my hotel room. We had separate rooms. And I was just alone. I was alone in my hotel room after that Arizona game. And I just pondered my whole relationship with the Senators very, very profoundly in my hotel bed for probably an hour to an hour and a half before I tried to fall asleep. I couldn't believe it. I was like, every single time that there is hope, it is just shattered in a way that you can't even conceive. Like you could never even think that it could happen like that. And I'm like, on a more selfish note, I've seen this, I'm very, now, I'm very fortunate to have been, to have seen the Senators play on the road 10 times in my life. I'm very for fortunate to have done that. 11, no? No, uh, yeah, 11 now, true. 11 now. The Senators, in those 11 games, have won one time. I have seen the Senators win one time in my life, on the road, in 11 tries, and you might be thinking, oh, well, you know what? I'm sure the games were I was there in 2018 against the Buffalo Sabres. Oh I have the God. score line in front of me because I will never forget it. The final score in Buffalo, New York, after an eight-hour drive, 9-2. to two. The Senators lost. 9-2. to two. Do you know who the Senators' goal scorers were in that game, Lewis? I was about to ask, because I feel like Payarvi scored. Am I Max wrong about that? McCormick and okay. Cody Cece were the Senators' oh, goal scorers in a 9-2 loss to the Buffalo Sabres. The first pairing was Cody Golubev. No, sorry. Eric Bergdorfer and Thomas Shabbat. Cody Golubev was a healthy scratch that game. And the Senators How lost 9-2. I was there in Vegas last year when they lost 5-1. to one. This year, when they lost 6-3 to three in DJ Smith's last game, which we will get to. That Arizona game was shocking. The third period. Shocking. I have seen horrors for the Senators on the road. Absolute horrors. And to be at that, at that gathering last night, having a really good time not thinking about the Senators... And then them forcing themselves into my life at that moment with once again with hope and to immediately shatter it as soon as I flip, as soon as I turned on the TV, they were reviewing the Colorado goal for offside. I didn't even know Colorado had scored. They were reviewing it for offside. I, it had already started. And I was just, I was in dismay. I'm in dismay, Lewis, when it comes to senators these days. I really am. And I see people on Twitter who are very hope and, and they're very rational and i'm not saying they're wrong but they're like you know what better days ahead like jack martin like he's gonna he's gonna give it to him they're playing a little bit yeah. better lately but like how are you not so upset how are you not like so angry about what is happening with the centers they just went zero and five they've lost six in a row they've played themselves out of this being any kind of progressive season
It's in my opinion, the season is is over now. There, I, I there's I in my I don't see a reason to watch other than spending some of my nights watching the Sens. There's no like greater purpose. They're not going to make the playoffs. But man, it's it has been so bad, Lewis. It's been so bad. I'm curious what it was like for you watching on TV this road trip. Maybe you have a different perspective. Yeah, like I'll I'll get directly into what you were talking about here about how like absolutely everyone who is mad has a right to be mad it's been yep. this like this for six seven years now absolutely yep. so i get wanting to be mad and i'm not going to dismiss that at all like everybody can feel about the team differently and especially given the circumstances there's a hundred percent multiple endless reasons to be frustrated disappointed angry however you want to put it with this team and this organization and i've seen that as a result in a lot of people saying are switching directly from saying we need a coaching change and then two games after that coaching change we're still not getting results to, and then being like you know what this core needs to change and you can be mad and that can happen and you can say that it's just personally again it's been two games with the new coaching change right so i'm gonna give it more time for that i think it's too small of a sample and there's changes that are, like already we've seen how much better the power play's been right I know it's a it's a small sample, but it just shows how easily some of those things were able to be fixed. The PK is going to be a bit of a longer endeavor, but I'm going to give the new coaching staff more time to be able to instill proper changes and not just have to come in halfway through a five-game Western road trip and try to salvage an entirely flawed system, right? It's, um, yep, 100% logical. I don't disagree with a thing. I don't disagree. I, like, with I am thing. mad. I I am really disappointed with how this team has been for sure. But just yeah. trying to look at it with, like, in that sense, I think there's still stuff to maybe not be hopeful about, but that we could see change in the future for the better. Um, but aside from general feelings about the fan base and just the road trip in general, I mean, listen, I got my big wish finally. Yeah, I'll talk about that. True. That's a positive. Yeah, I I'm so happy. Um, for those who don't know, I have my Angus Crookshank jersey right behind me right now. In all its glory, yep. In all of its glory. Um, so he was able to get his NHL debut on uh, Sunday night in Vegas, and I will forever be jealous of Adam not only being able to witness his NHL debut, but also seeing his first NHL goal against Arizona, uh, which was just just an insane turn of events to go from yeah like I, it, he's such an easy guy to root for listen we've had him on the zoo yes. before there's Great all those, all the stuff that's been the content that the social media team has been churning out and listen he's been really good on the on that third line with kubalik and greg they were matching 100%. up against the uh, they were getting like defensive zone starts against the mckinnon line and mccarr pair and they were yeah. like at, at even strength obviously um, and they were holding their own there because Colorado, the only thing they were really able to generate a ton of and concrete chances was on the power play. And they were sticking with the rotations, which is hard to do because of how absolutely dynamic that Colorado cycle is. Yeah. Um, being able to stick with your assignments and really be able to prevent anything from opening up for them. It was really impressive. And they were able to do that really well. Um, unfortunately, it had to be, uh, it kind of crumbled when it went down to five on four, but that's a whole other yeah a whole other aspect yeah but man you, you have as we've said on twitter you have endless uh ammunition now over me for i do haven't been able to witness that but i mean at what cost yeah i witnessed it at well, what cost? So this is this is the thing okay so on that tuesday night like well listen we all knew that, that vegas game was going to be terrible it was bad yes, I 100%. as expected yeah yeah um and then the game against Arizona, there was a bit of a different vibe, at least, because obviously it was against a more beatable team. Arizona's still good, don't get me wrong. Yep. But Playoff it was team. not against the defending Stanley Cup champs who were competing for the President's Trophy once again. And there was also the new fresh coach vibe, Jacques Martin, Danny Alfredson coming in. Again, it's a new coach midseason. The sense historically before that game were 0-6 in first games after a midseason coaching change. So... Maybe not much to be excited about looking back, but it's it's always nice to get get the fresh coach bump and see what what could possibly happen. Um, yeah, that first period was excellent. That first period was great. 
I it personally was, had a, yeah, I had a beer league game right before that. I got into the dressing room. The game just started. Josh and I were sitting next to each other uh, after that game, and he had the game on his phone, and then Crookshank scored, and we lost our minds. Yes. And then I was like, this is great. I'm driving home. I'm listening to the game on TSN 1200 on the highway. Uh, who scored second? Norris scored. Yeah. Absolute laser beam of a shot, by great the way. Shot. That was great shot. impressive. That's another thing we could talk about is He's been like, great, more Norris. specifically the power play and Norris. He's been so yeah. good. Like I know a lot of that can be attributed to to Alfie maybe, but he he himself has looked like he's flying more. He's looked like his former self, and that was to be expected. Listen, some people were talking about how Norris hasn't really been what we expect at the start of the season. He missed all of last season, pretty much, and then all of preseason and the start of the season. Of course, it's going to take yeah. him a while to get up to speed against fully like warmed-up NHLers. That was always going to be the case. It's so nice to finally be able to see him do well like this, and like the power play just looks so much more dynamic. They're not... Yep. Because the old structure with the umbrella was like too narrow, where they weren't getting proper passes over, they weren't moving enough. That one T pass to Norris was always there. It was it was not great. And whenever they did yeah. get it to Norris, it wasn't a good angle on the pass. He'd have to like settle it down, and then it's not the you know the typical Norris one T. Um, so that that was nice to see. Um, even though if the goal against Aiden Hill was you know maybe not the best shot, something Hill would have liked back, but. Yeah, that was nice. And Kubalik scored a good goal too. Um, he's doing just enough to kind of keep the keep the Twitter high from talking about trading him a ton. Right as soon as like he's yeah. he's kind of right in that sweet spot. It's like maybe Kubalik should. Oh, he scored. Okay, never mind. Let's let's push it off a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and then we don't talk about the rest of the game. I literally i I got to my next beer league game. I was like, all right, it's three nothing sends. Maybe at that point it was three one. I don't know. And then I come back out, and it's like the Sens lost in regulation. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. I, so when it comes <sighs> to the, the, all the coaching and the management changes over the last month, I think on a positive note, the, I think the future of the Senators will be in decent enough hands. I'm not worried about Absolutely. that right now. Yeah. I don't think that's what people are upset about. I think... It's the fact that this could have been so predictably easily preventable if the changes were made three months ago, which Absolutely. everyone was calling for and everyone knew it was going to happen eventually. And it's just we're wasting the season by keeping everyone here. And to be fair to Steve Steos, he he just got here, really, a couple of months ago. Yeah, like, like he, I don't like maybe he could have made the change earlier, like adapted earlier as in like firing dj maybe like you know three weeks ago or something like that but yeah it's not like they could have made the change right away right because the sale kept getting pushed they came in in yeah. late september yeah so and and he I, I thought he had really sound rationale in his, in his press conference when dj smith was fired yeah i didn't have a problem i think i think he's a smart guy and i think ann lauer is a smart guy and i'm confident that at in time they will steer the ship but right now i'm seriously questioning how well, like the ability of the core and how broken that they have become under that previous coaching management scheme and i still have belief that kachuk and stutzla and sanderson and shabbat can lead them in the right direction a hundred percent i'm not giving up on any of those players whatsoever but looking at how they have been playing this team is fundamentally broken and so fragile anytime there is any adversity in any capacity that they have to face during a game the whole ship sinks instantly and you know that it's coming they you cannot stop it it's an instant loss that cannot like that's not First of all, we're not even talking about being a championship team yet. We're talking about being one of the top eight in the conference. We're talking about being above average. They are, they are not even close. They, I think people have every right to question the ability of the core right now, 100%. Now, you could all have your... I believe still that they can do it. I do. But it is totally fair to think that they can't because they haven't really shown us that they can. And I'm... 
really hoping. I, I don't think Jacques Martin will be the long-term solution at coach. I don't think anybody is thinking that, really. Yeah. But when, when you talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, the how the rest of the season should go, in my opinion, the playoffs are completely out of the question right now. And that is a total failure on the part of management and coaching that was just let go. But so what should be the expectation for the rest of the year? You need to see a whole lot of maturity from the team. You need to start getting some win streaks. You need to see really, really consistent play. And you need to start asking yourselves by the end of the year, like by the end of the year, you need to know if these guys can do it or not, in my opinion, because you can't keep wasting time on these guys. This is the seventh year. Set sixth year, seventh year. I don't even know anymore. It's been so long that that we're here. Yeah. Like, it's not. Oh, the, you get to give the fans nothing. That they have given the fans nothing. And every like, I'll take. I I believed in them in the summer. I thought they were going to make the playoffs. If I was a betting man, I would have bet on them to make the playoffs a hundred percent this summer. And I am not afraid to admit that. I I would have done it. But to see them fail so hard this season it's shocking they need to do so much work and like i don't know much about jacques martin i wasn't there when he i i'm too young i wasn't there when he was here 20 years ago or whatever it was but i really hope that he can shake these guys up man and i don't know how he's gonna do it him and alfie and it looks okay i guess in the last couple of games it's still not nearly there but you could start to see little signs of life i was about to say you could already but, see structural like concrete system changes which is not something that dj smith would would talk about or would you know communicate implementing like right after that loss in arizona jacques Mathe was talking about how they're switching their neutral zone four check method yeah right like it's it's nice to, it's a breath of fresh air at, at the is. absolute least i think 100 percent. i i do have a question for you though like taking into account the fact that now they'll have essentially two thirds of a season to kind of try to undo the bad habits and, you know, un get some more tutelage under Martin and Alfie and then come in with a fully scouted out and put in coaching staff over the off season. Do you think that are a playoff team in 2025? I can't answer that now. Impossible. Totally impossible. If they're like now, if you're asking me right now, no. They've shown me nothing that would suggest that they would be. I can't say that they would be. But but that's why it's useless, in my opinion, to try to answer that yeah, right no, now. No, that's fair. It, it, I'd say that's a question that is worth asking at the end of the year, 100%. And if the answer is still yeah. no, then that is a serious, serious problem. Serious problem, yeah. if it's still no. But right now, you have two-thirds of the year... To once again, for the sixth straight year, convince fans that the team is going to move in a positive direction for once. And you have to use the games well. Because everybody is out of patience now. We bought in for years and years and years and years. This was supposed to be the inexcusable. We call, we, you can go back. We've said it, right, in the summer. This is the inexcusable you have to make the playoffs year. Inexcusable. And they can't do it. So now you're on real thin ice. Everyone, everyone, in my opinion, is on real thin ice. And so I mean, we'll see what they do with the new coach. Get, like, you, like you said, give them the benefit of the doubt. This is not Jacques Martin's fault right now. If anything, he's coming in and he's making it better. It's not Alfie's fault. It's not Steve Steos' fault, in my opinion. So let them have their chance. But I think if you're looking to blame anyone, you could blame the core a little bit right now. We, they've never been blamed, really, for anything. And maybe it was all coaching, but I think they can, you can start to give it to them now. Let's, let's get going here, guys. Show us something. Put a lot of money into these guys. A lot of years. <laughs> Time to start delivering at some point. It's going to be a sellout tomorrow, I believe. I'm shocked. Call me in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm shocked it's a sellout. They're releasing extra well, tickets. Yeah, well, it's because it's the first game since... Um... It's the first game since the road trip, so it's essentially the first game with people coming back home. The Rangers game, right? Uh, that was the last one they played at home? Yeah. Or the Carolina, Carolina, so like, when they lost against Carolina at home. Mm, that was the last home game. Yeah, so that was the 12th, I believe. Yeah. So this is their right. first game here. 
it's going to be the first game here in 11 days. And it's the first one where it's like people are done, like they're off work or done exams, so they're coming home. And so if anybody wants to get a game in before Christmas, this would be the time. So I'm not really surprised, I guess. Plus, it's it's Crosby and the Penguins. There's always going to be a pretty always. big crowd relative to, uh, to other games. Yeah. Like, did you hear? Apparently, there were rumors about what a Jake Gensel return would be. And I was like, what? They're going to trade him? Yeah, I was really confused about that. I don't know. I don't are, see. Are they, are, aren't they kind of sucking though this year? The Penguins, like they're not doing great. Yeah, but that's not <laughs> that's not a reason to trade Jake Gensel. Oh, I agree. I I hundred percent agree. Let's see. How are the Penguins doing? Yeah, the Penguins suck. The Penguins are second last in the Metro, fifteen, thirteen, and three. I mean, Wait, you can't really. They're say second they suck. last in the Metro with a fifteen, thirteen, and three. They got yeah. a five thirty-two. My God. Yeah, that's not that's not looking good for them, man. That, the Metro is all kinds of weird this year. The Flyers and the Islanders are 2-3. That could be a playoff okay. series. Let's be honest. The Islanders have nine OT losses. Yeah, that's, that's I almost know, it, now, a tenth of their games. Or it's a, a good thing Josh games, isn't sorry. here. It's a good thing Josh isn't here because he would be irate about this. He has been so... And I kind of agree with him. I think it is stupid. It's ridiculous. That the Islanders... Are allowed to have nine. They, so they've essentially they've won fifteen games, and they've lost seventeen games. Don't they do this every year too? But like weren't they like this the last year? Yeah, it's it's outrageous. Meanwhile, actually the no, Senators they only had nine only OT losses team. last year. The Senators, I believe, are the only team in the league. Okay, besides the Predators and the Ducks, so the only team in the Eastern Conference that does not have a loser point. Eleven and seventeen is the Senators' record. And the Islanders have nine. Yeah. Nine. We're the only team in the league to have not gone to extra time in North America this season. Yeah, that's right. Only Sweden. Twice in Sweden. Yeah. Both, yeah, both games in Sweden went to extra time. All the games here, nope. I... Like, I it know, costed man. them last year. It's costing us this year. Like, if you had... I mean, at this point, with that, lo- with that losing streak, you wouldn't be, any- you wouldn't be in it anyway, but... Like, if you just had, you know, three of those losses being overtime instead, it's not a bad hill to climb. Like, not as tough of a hill to climb, for sure. Like, obviously nope. that road trip kind of mars things a nope, little bit. but right now, they have 22 points, and the Sabres, who are next in line, and I know they've played six more games, have 31. That's the next closest team that you have to catch in your division. Nine mm-hmm. points. To the next closest, not even talking about a playoff spot, to the next closest team in your division, nine points. It's a lot to make up. Nothing has suggested that they're going to do that. In my, in my opinion, like I said, playoffs are completely out for me this year. No chance they're making the playoffs. Completely out. Okay, what, what if, sorry, this is not even touching on the Sun situation. I'm just looking at the standings. I'm just trying to theorize what they should do here if they wanted to change the point system. What if they just went win-loss and then first tiebreaker was OT losses? I like I like that. Like, like so you would get two points for a win no matter what and zero points for a loss no it's, matter it's what. It's just a win loss record. So you could you don't you go points percentage oh. essentially. Kind of like baseball okay. or basketball. And then the tiebreaker for same record teams is whoever has the most OT losses. So most of their losses be in OT. Yeah. That's uh, that would be interesting. Easy. I'd give it a Done. shot. It's better than what's happening right now. Yeah. I agree. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. The Sens are about to embark on a busy month of December, and they start as plus 114 underdogs against the high-flying Rangers this week. If you're looking for other non-Sens games to get into, the Devils, one of the teams Ottawa needs to catch in the standings, are minus 118 dogs against Vancouver on Tuesday. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit. 
Uh, it's uh, oh the Suns, oh the Suns, man. I don't know, man. It's gonna be tough. The Canucks to are back to first in the league. This is ridiculous. Yeah, that's unreal. And th- think about where they were last year. They were essentially in this spot. The Canucks. Yeah. And then they switched their coach, and now look at where they are. Well, that's that's so, the thing. That's why I'm willing to give. I mean, at yeah, this point, we're not. We're, we're we're not. Let's be honest. We're not making the playoffs. But oh, I know. I I I still think it'll be by the end of it. I still think we'll have a better win percentage with uh, with Martin and company than DJ. Do you think the goaltending, in your opinion, is a significant issue right now? So I, I'm forced to have this argument every single game day because shout out to, to Mackie and Bosti, but every game day there's a back and forth in our fantasy group chat about <laughs> whether the goalies are the problems or the system in front of them. And there's been, both of them have been bringing each other down. Absolutely. Yep. Like the goalies have let in some bad goals but they've also been in an, in an extremely tough environment to succeed. And I was on I Game Over last night with uh, Charlie. Um, we love Game Over. Shout out Game Over. Yeah, um, shout out. But it, it's also a situation where we're riding the hot hand so much that whichever goalie is not getting the games in ends up being super cold. So by the time you take out the goalie that's been starting, right? So let's say in this case, it's Corpusalo. Um, let's say Corpusalo next game lets in like some bad goals and ends up we end up losing uh, as a result. So you go in with Forsberg next. Forsberg's coming in having not played in like a week and a half, two weeks. He's coming in completely cold, no routine, no sort of consistent, you know, games or warm ups. And then he's likely going to have a bad game as a result too. Like you'll talk to any sort of goalie expert or goalies and what they want the most is to be able to get into a consistent schedule or routine. Yeah. And what we're doing is the complete opposite. And as a result, Forsberg is going to come in, probably play poorly. And then you're down on both goalies because of that. Like, I think they should be alternating the goalies more. Like obviously you could still be matching or if a goalie is significantly playing better, maybe you go two and one, two and one, two and one. Instead yeah. of this, like, three or four, and then the next three. It's, it's not working, and as a result, they've been playing worse. I do think they should still be play, playing better, of course. Like, I was checking this last night. The Sens are one of the few teams that don't have a stolen game from a goalie this year, and obviously you'd like to see that. Yeah, um, but you would. It's not like the team has been putting them in an opportunity to really do that either, right? And I don't know. I, I do hope that we see some sort of improvement there over the next little bit with Bartain, with Alfie, with the new coaching staff. Hopefully it's a better environment for the goalies to thrive in, or at least improve on, because I I, I don't know. At this point, we're just hoping to see little improvements here and there for the rest of the season, I guess. It's sad that it's come to this this early, for sure. Well, in that Arizona game, I mean, I was so checked out of that Vegas game when I was there, I can't even take away anything. Like, I, I was no. <laughs> barely even insisted on watching. But that Arizona game, I thought Jonas Corpusala was fantastic. Yes. I thought he... I would blame him for maybe the third goal was not great. But I'm willing to give him a pass on that because he saved three or four goals at the he, beginning. He was incredible. I, he, yeah. In my opinion, I don't think Corpusala has been that bad. And I know all of Especially the stats recently. are suggesting... Especially recently, and I know a lot of, like, I'm seeing the stats about, you know, goals saved above expected, and, and that they're, the Sens have, like, the worst goalie tandem in the league, statistic-wise. And, yeah, I 100% think you gotta save more of the savables. But Corpusalo in that Arizona game, gave them a chance to win, and he is not the reason that they lost. And really? if they can get the structure down under new coaching... When he plays those games, Corpusalo, like he did, they will win more of them. Maybe and I know he let in, yeah, he, I know he let in five, or, yeah, five goals yesterday, but so many yeah. of those were on the power play against elite shooters. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you look at that second Rantanen goal, right? Did you see that? That was insane. That whole play, the shot, and then tip. 
that was the shot that was going wide and then ridiculous tip by Rantanen. Like that is so much vertical and then direct horizontal movement. There's no yeah. way you're expecting him to save that. Like the only one that you could maybe hope to have gotten back was maybe the McKinnon hat trick goal that should have should have been overturned. We could talk about that too. Um, yeah, outside. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where JBD was kind of pushing in was a little indecisive, and as a result, it kind of placed he placed himself as a screen in front of Corpy, so maybe he didn't fully see it. But yeah, I, I wouldn't put Corpy at fault for that. That's the thing. We've seen these goalies do well. I wouldn't say that this we have. is the number, like, a, like, it's not one of the first issues you should target at all. We've seen Forsberg do yeah. well. I love Forsberg. Like, he's just, he's had a, a, a couple tough games, for sure. He's I, had some yeah. good games, too. Like, yeah, he was incredible against Seattle. Like, he he, he was perfect, even if the amount of crazy saves was a long time ago, do, though. That's yes, Seattle game. Yeah. That was a long time no, ago. No, I agree. It was. But, like, well, how many games has he played since then? Three, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's Fair the point. Thing. I, I, all I'm saying, if I was to pick a starting goalie right now, I'd pick Corpusallo. Yes, yeah, for sure. And I still love Forsberg as a backup option, or even like at his peak, I, he'd be a great one B. Like I, yeah. I think he's got he's a very sound goalie. He's the type of goalie that I like in the sense that he's not going to make the insane athletic saves, but he's very stable and steady. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. And again, part of that is because of the system ahead of him, which has not really allowed him to be that. <laughs> at all nope. um but he's also agreed. let in some, some some bad goals like against dallas um but i i still believe this tandem can do it for sure like i i still think they can be they can be good enough to support the, this the, team yeah they they did they, they structurally they need to change everything about how they play really the, yep. the, the penalty kill is horrific it is shell shock anytime they go down yeah. a man it's just Hope that you survive and get a lucky bounce. There's no structure to the penalty kill. It's like they put Giroux out, hope that he wins the faceoff, clear down the ice, and then it's like, hopefully they don't get his own entry, because if they do, they're probably going to score. So that's got to change. And they give up the neutral zone so easily at five on five. Everyone is just cruising down. Dump in, retrieve, or pass. Quick entry, odd man rush. It's yeah. shocking. It is really shocking to watch them play. And you're right. If I was a goalie, like I think back to the to the Uber video when they're talking about like they're coming down the wing and Andy's just like, oh shit. I bet that's what Corby is feeling yeah. right now. I bet it's the same. I bet it's the and exact I do same think, feeling. Um, those goal save of expected numbers that you were mentioning about how it makes them look worse. I do think it makes them look worse because public models don't have access to the type of data that would really enlighten us on how bad or how tough the shots have been because it only takes into account location of the shot, like previous events and all that, right? It yeah. doesn't take into account how close other players are, so how much time they have. If it came off like a high danger pass from low to high, that we don't really have access to in the public sphere. But you look at the private numbers, and that's where they would have that. Again, I don't really have access to it, but I theorize that they probably look better on those models and maybe wouldn't have the worst tandem in the league. I, again, I don't know for sure, but that's just yeah. speculation for me. And structure is one thing, but I think it has become evident that there are some individual players that need to play significantly less or not play at all. And we'll get to the forwards in a second, but I love, I think I am, I would never question Travis Hamnick's effort. I think he means very well. I love, yeah. I love him. I think he blocks shots. I think that he's, he's, a, he's tough. He's the likable guy, but man, he can't do it anymore. He, he never could really do it anyway, but he can't, he really can't do it now. I don't think you can go to him as an option, as an everyday player, I think it's not fair to the team at this point. I think he can be your seventh yeah. defenseman and play 20 games a year. I don't even think so injury. at this point. Fair enough. I, don't I won't argue with it. I, I don't think he should be on an NHL roster. We were talking fair. about this on Game Over again, and it's like, I don't think he's in the top 10 in the organization right now. That's like, pro you're probably you, right. His contract have... is going to make him stay up, though. So he has to, he can't play. That's what I'm saying. Like, realistically, they can't send him down. He has a no move. So he, 
let's just look in the realm of reality. He is your seventh defenseman. He cannot be in your top six. You have to like yeah. do some loss management here. He can't play all the games. I I, I th- I'm trying to think like if you shoot for next year. Or even this year, let's say you trade Kubalik, right? Because once Shabbat comes back and Pinto comes in, you need to make cap space, right? Yes. So you trade Kubalik, you can have Hamannik as your seventh D and scratch him. You have yep. the cap space to do that. And that allows him to still have whatever influence locker room-wise and yes. the vibes, sure, whatever. But sure. just pure hockey-wise, he can't be on the ice anymore. Like, can't be you on should the ice. be shooting for JBD Gannett as your 6-7. With everybody healthy. Why not? I think what you sure. should be doing. Gannett has been JBD's excellent. JBD has shown me that he can play in the NHL. I doubted him this year. I Coming into this year, I did not think he would be a player at all. I was ready to be done with him. And he has That's totally fair. proved me wrong. And I'm happy to have him on my third pair 100%. If, if him and Brandstrom are your third pair, I don't have a huge issue with that. Now, playing them on the penalty kill has been a disaster. But I'm willing yeah, to chalk good. that up to the penalty kill structure, maybe more so than the players. I don't think Branstrom should be a penalty killer anyway, to be honest. I don't think that's the kind of player that he is. But yeah. the point is, JBD can be on the third pair, and I'm okay. I'm, I think he deserves to be shown me that he deserves to be there. I would like to see Gannett come up and get a look. I don't know what they're doing with Lassie Thompson. I don't know if he's just done now as a player. We haven't even heard his name this year. I was going to, I would, I, at the beginning of the year, I wanted to say, like, I want to give this guy, like, what can he do? Can he even play? Is he even worth bringing up? So maybe they'll do that. But Hamannick's, for me, total non starter in the lineup right now. Total non starter. And play. this is one thing that I, that we were, that I need to talk about is that was he ever, per, like, was he actually ever a good defensive defenseman? Why is he perceived as a defensive D man when he, I think his entire career, maybe, like, I think he's been better offensively than defensively his whole career. I, I can't say been, that I know all of Travis Hamannick's career arc before he got to Ottawa. I'm not going to act like I do. At least looking at the last four years, let's say, he's been a high-volume shooter with a good shot. And as a result, he's been able to, you know, when he's on the ice, at least generate a little for his team whether that's yeah. effectively or not but relative to how he's been defensively like looking back this is in my player cards travis hamannick starting in 2020-21 zone defense score of and this is out of 100 so 27 in the in the COVID shortened season mm. year after that three that was his first year with the Sens. then a seven last year and this season so far he's got a one 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 out of a hundred. It was a zero not too long ago. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but I was gonna. I, I, was gonna I haven't updated like the cards at all. Yeah. Do, do you want to guess the only other defenseman in the league? So he he has he's like overall standings points contributed. Who do you think is the one worst defense uh, defenseman in the league? And I'm saying this specifically because of a sense connection. Oh man, is Ben Harper? No, is he even playing? Damn. You gotta think so more recent. Ooh, good Branson. No, I'm even more recent than that. Wow. Zaitsev. There you go, Nikita. Wow. Zaitsev. Wow. Yeah, it's tough, oh. man. <laughs> and that's on the black. That's on the Hawks. That's on a legit, awful roster. We're talking about Hamannik on the, on a, on the, on a team with. Sanderson, Stutzel, Kachuk, Batherson, Norris, Tarasenko, Zub, Chikrin. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. I was, like, Zaitsev's got much worse quality of teammates. <laughs> yeah, no, no Absolutely. shit. God. So, yeah, okay. I don't want to rag on him too much because I know he's a guy. Like, he's a human being. But uh, I don't think he can play anymore. On the forward side, I know it's only been a few games. I see no reason why they should send Crookshank back to the AHL. Amen. I think he should 100 still be, 100% still be playing in the top nine, not even on, on the fourth line. I, don't, I think he's useless on the fourth line. I think he should be playing top nine minutes. Yeah. I've seen... Get him a place I've, in Westboro. Get him a place in Westboro. I have yet to see anything 
that convinced me that Zach McEwen should be playing every night. I yeah. don't think he should be in there. I've, I think Parker Kelly has had a good year. I'm okay with keeping him in the lineup. He's at least showing some on the fight. fourth line strictly, but yes. Yep, on the four a hundred. I agree on the fourth line strictly. And then I don't know. Like I know Kastlik just got back from injury. He hasn't. He wasn't great. But I'm willing to let that one see through. Yeah, he started off the season tough. I saw. So yeah, I, he did. Again, he came back from injury. Maybe. I'll give him a little bit longer, but yeah, he hasn't been great this year. Like the rules have kind of I, been reversed between Kelly and Castellick this year versus agreed. Schmeichel shouldn't be sent down either, in my opinion. Oh, he's been he is fine. such a breath of fresh air on that fourth line. Like great big body player, hundred percent. That's the thing is he's able to use his checking ability to extend like offensive zone possessions way more than we've seen from any sort of fourth liner we've had over the last few years. And yep. to the point where they've even put him on the second power play unit as the net front. To stand in front of the net. Yeah. Yes. He's great. He's great. Yeah. He's been, he's been great. I, 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 I don't know. I just, I feel like the players are there. Kinda. Like, I don't yeah. think there is a glaring hole besides Hamannick on D. There's not a glaring detrimental player on the roster that should be bringing them down this much. Really? No. I and like, agree. I know Kubalik has been not great, but I would not say that he has been like detrimentally bad. He's just been kind of useless, if anything. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I think he's, I think he's just going to be, wow, he has one assist this year. Yeah. But yeah, man. It's not, man. Oh, he's kind of, yeah. I'd still trade him 100%. Yeah. But I don't think like the play of Dominic Kubalik justifies your record and your play. No, and uh, like I'm just trying to think. Once Pinto comes back, what do we? Let's say Kubalik gets traded. What are we doing for lines should. and forwards then? Well, okay. Can I throw something else at you? Yes. A hypothetical. Vladimir Tarasenko is on a one-year deal, and the Sens are not going to make the playoffs. And I, I love. I think I, I've seen all the breakaway stuff. What he's doing with I love Terry, man. I think he is fantastic. I think he's great. I'd love to keep him around. But he makes $5 million. And if you can get a pick for him or a prospect in a trade, that frees up pretty much all your room to get guys back. Because I don't think Kubalik is a valuable asset right now. What are you going to get in a trade with Kubalik? You might even have to throw something in. From so, what I've heard, I think they could at least get back like a late pick. Which, I mean, yeah. listen, whether whether we would do that, like on the uh, as being the GM on the other end, is another question. I still think we'll be able to, you know, not have to pay to get rid of him if you like, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I think I should be right. fine. Um, I just think I think you have to at least consider the option of Tarasenko right now, and it has nothing to do with the person or the player. It's an unfortunate circumstance. That's the way that I view it. But I think if you want to do what's best for the Ottawa Senators, you have to consider that as a possibility, considering where you are in the year, your cap and your roster. It has to be at least considered. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't know, man. I also hope Timmy gets healthy soon. He's clearly playing least, injured. And, and he has been, like, he's been shockingly, in my opinion, he has been easily playing like first year Stutzla again. And I hope it's because of it. I, I, I know it, it sounds bad to say it. I hope it's because he's injured. Because if this is just him, how he is now, that's not great. Because he is just like, I know he can be so good. He showed it last year. How dynamic. Like he could be a top, in my opinion, and I'll still stand by it, he could be a top 10 player in the league if he wants to. Ooh. I think he can. Last year, he was so good. He was insane. Yep. He was dynamic. He was doing everything you wanted. He's putting up points. He's making plays. He's crazy to watch. And I don't know what it is. I hope I, I hope you could blame it on an injury because he looks lost some nights. So I from looking at the post game videos and all that, he's wearing a wrist brace a lot. Mm. And talking to people it seems like he may have a hand slash wrist injury and that could be attributed to him offloading shots instead of taking them 
and yeah. not being able to convert on as much of his chances. That's that could would be a direct correlation. Like wouldn't explain yeah. everything, but it would like because imagine essentially taking away your shot as a forty goal scorer, how much that would mentally affect your game and your decision making, right? That completely throws you off balance. Not saying that he can't shoot anymore, but it means it's a significantly less impactful threat. So I, I agree. I just, yeah. I just hope he gets he gets healthy. I, he I yeah. think he played much better yesterday. I think he was he was flying at some points. I know he wasn't able to finish on that incredible like one touch passing play that they had with the net empty. I thought that was maybe some some of the best that they've played with the net empty while trying to score. Even though they didn't yesterday, yeah. they had some great chances. Yeah. It sucks that they didn't score for that part. Yeah, it was close, but it was close. They they were rolling and uh, just ended up not working out. Yeah, but I mean, when you look at the top six, all your players, Norris is starting to get better. Batherson hasn't been as bad as he has been, but I still wouldn't yeah. say he's been fantastic. I wouldn't say he's been detrimental anymore. Tarasenko, I think, has been fine play wise. I'd like to see more from and if Stutzel is injured, you should sit him. He shouldn't. He shouldn't play. It's not good for yeah. him. Yeah, play. At this point, you're looking out for his long term. Yes, <laughs> long term. You lost the season. Your... You have to accept it. You lost the season. Eleven and seventeen. You're not making the playoffs. Sit Stutzla. Brady has been better in the last couple of games, but I really, and I know he's such a passionate guy and he is, he's a hundred percent. I still believe in him as the captain, but the stuff that he was doing earlier where he would fight down four goals, down three goals in the last five minutes of the game. Like, what are you doing? What is that proving to your team? Now he's gotten, I, I, the last couple of games, I think he's, He's been a lot better. I've seen it from him. I think he's woken up. Not really super worried. But I'd like... Uh, he's Yeah, he's got to take take the reins. Really take the reins. And I liked his comments after the game against Colorado. Yes. I really did. Oh, that was a great, great breath of fresh air. I have no complaints about Giroux ever. That guy's just really solid. I know. Like, he had maybe, like, at his, at his lowest, maybe a two-game stint where he was just subpar earlier this season, and that was it. Yeah, that was it. He's just consistent. It's such a, uh, and, and I'll say it, it is such a shame that they can't, that they're not going to get to the playoffs on this contract unless they miraculously do it next year. But it has been, like, playoffs are not absolute joy to watch him play. What a great player he is. Such a pleasure to watch Giroux play. I love it. He's just so smart, yeah. and he's, like, creative, and he's passionate, and he works hard. What a, oh, I love that. And in more importantly, career, the Gavin Giroux content has been. Yes. Oh, yeah. Can't overlook it. But when you have a guy like that, like, his whole career, like, he's been around so long, for him to play three years here, I think that's pretty cool. Playoffs or not. Yeah. It's just, it's just cool to watch him play for the Sens. Um... I don't have much else to say about the Sens. I feel like we covered no, a lot. I think that's good. Yeah. Do you want to do juniors or do you want to save it for another day? Uh, I don't really like we can briefly touch on stuff like I don't, I don't know. Like this Steve Canada team is uh ass looking incredibly mid. <laughs> sure. They are resorting to not playing the guy who's a goal per game in the OHL which is always fun. Hmm. Um, and the guy I was most excited to watch, Macklin Celebrini, is probably going to be suspended for the first few yeah, games. Yeah, that's right. So, yay. Now I have to look forward to seeing Denton Matejchuk as the only guy I was really excited for. Uh, yeah. No, well, USA is going to win. USA is going to win. That's your official <laughs> like Zoomcast prediction? That team is ridiculous, dude. Like, they have, yeah. what, they have... I mean, they still have Nazar this year, I believe. And I will always stand Frank Nazar. They have Zeev Buyum, who, shout out Zeev Buyum, going to be added to my favorite list of prospects to, on the all-name team. Great name. That is just incredible. And I believe, is, correct me if I'm wrong, it's B-U-I-U-M. Yeah. Is that how you spell it? Yeah. Yes. 
Great. Yeah, exactly. He's got a he's got an older brother who's already gotten drafted, but uh, Zeev draft draft eligible this year, and a defenseman. And he's currently tied for fourth in the NCAA in points. Wow. As a draft eligible defenseman in the NCAA. Yeah. It's impressive. That is insanely and not just that he's like legitimately a good defender too he's probably one of the guys i'll be looking out for the most throughout this journey but yeah i i don't think i've been less excited for world juniors than this year so the united states is in group b and listen to who's in their group they are in a group with switzerland norway czech republic and slovakia no finland no canada no sweden in that group could be a route. Yeah. Group A is Canada, Finland, Germany, Latvia, and Sweden. That's Group A. So, games will be played in Gothenburg and Frölundeborg, I believe. Or, sorry, that's the name of the arena. Frölundeborg and Scandinavium are the names of the arenas in Gothenburg that they'll be playing. But, yeah, you're, I agree with you. Like, I... I I've just found it hard in general, and I know you're a way big prospect, bigger prospect guy than me, so I know it'll, I'm coming at it from a different angle, but I've just found myself less and less interested in this tournament as a whole, as I've gotten older, yeah. to be honest. And I, I, There's also, like, no Bedard to chase a record Yeah, this year. no Bedard. Like, I, last year, that's true. I watched last year for Bedard. That is a cool story that, that was I follow. insane. That was insane. And that game in Slovakia was crazy. Yeah, 100%. Wow. yeah. But you're right. Like this year, there's no headliner, really. No, no real eye catcher. Yeah. And you're right. Like they said, Celebrini, who's the projected first overall pick for this upcoming draft, is going to get suspended for a hit from behind in a pre-tournament game against Switzerland. Yeah. So, best time of the year, World Juniors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly, uh, man. All right. Let's let's call it. This sucks. This episode sucks. <laughs> I was just pissed off the whole We've time. We've had worse. We've had so much that worse. I think, I don't know, man. I think, I feel like this is a lower point for the Senators than that Vancouver game where we did the Lone Star episode. I think that's fair. But I think it was, we. I think we were more negative while speaking during that episode. Yes. Agreed. Because it was like instant take depression. Yeah. Analysis. we should start yeah. doing those again right after games uh i don't think we should right now let's oh, wait i would love to I i'm not love gonna to do that i mean i technically already had to last night with the, with the game over thing at like midnight True. it's like all right post game yeah, show I, sense I time after don't envy you that was a crazy was thing a, to do it was honestly a great episode it was a fun time good we ended up just recalling old sends and that we oh, love nice. to use when we do puck doku so very nice oh yeah because he's a big times, doku charlie. guy eh charlie yeah yeah he also loves yeah. to do like sends dokus even though there's no yes i've seen yeah stuff. i've seen it on it's, twitter yeah shout out great. that stuff's unreal it's great yeah. great sends knowledge very very good sends knowledge all right let's call it this uh that'll do it for 92 listen man i hope that they get their act together and just have give the fans like some winning streaks in the last couple of months of the season Give them some yeah. real, tangible, we're turning things around. Jacques Bartet, man, it's in your hands, dude. I'm, I'm praying for you, but you got a lot of work to do. So, with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you guys next time. Happy holidays, everybody.